In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our Bible study tonight from the Gospel of St. Luke, uh, chapter 1, from verse 57. Uh, and we finished the first part of this chapter uh, that spoke about the annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zachariah regarding the birth of John the Baptist, then the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Saint Mary, the Mother of God, regarding the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, then the visit of Saint Mary to uh, Elizabeth. This actually from verse 1 to verse 57. Today actually from verse 57 to the end of the chapter, is regarding the birth of St. John the Baptist. So let's read verse 57 and 58 from chapter 1, Gospel of St. Luke. Now Elizabeth full, full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So the nine months were now complete, and St. Mary had stayed about three months with her. Now St. Mary left Elizabeth to avoid the company which would be at the delivery of the child. Elizabeth conceiving and giving birth to John the Baptist was the fulfillment of the first part of the angel's promise to Zechariah. If you, we go back to the Annunciation of Archangel Gabriel to Zechariah, chapter 1, verse 13, the first part of this promise, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is heard, and your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. That's the first part. Second part about the character of John the Baptist. So the birth of Elizabeth, uh, or, or the delivery of Elizabeth and giving birth to John the Baptist, is the fulfillment of the first part of the promise of Archangel uh, Gabriel to uh, Zechariah. And her relatives rejoiced with her, as we read in verse 58, rejoiced because the Lord had shown great mercy to her. So they rejoiced with her. They rejoiced because God granted her a boy, although there were two obstacles. One obstacle, she was barren, the other one, now she's advanced in age. She's very old and Zachariah is old. So God overcomes these two obstacles and give her a boy in her old age. Also, they rejoiced because the story of the angel message and the unusual birth made them think and ask, what then would be the destiny of this child? What child could be this one who Archangel Gabriel appeared to Zechariah and told him about the birth of 
this child. Verse 59. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. Since the time of Abraham, circumcision was the sign of entrance into the covenant with God. To be part of the family of God, according to the covenant between God and Abraham, every male child should be circumcised on the eighth day. And the custom was to invite the relatives to attend this celebration and to be witnesses that the child had been formally incorporated into the covenant. Uh, And it was also the custom to name the child on the eighth day, to give him his name on the eighth day, on the day of his circumcision. And it was for them very important for Israel, very important to keep the tribes and the families within the tribe distinct. Why? Because they were uh, tracking the the Messiah, the Messiah from which tribe or from which family he would come. So the Jewish tribes and families were kept distinct. And in order to uh, to avoid any confusion in their genealogy, they used almost the same name for the same tribe, children of the same tribe, the name of their ancestors. For example, what is the name of St. Paul before his conversion? Saul. Why? He was from the tribe of Benjamin. And who was the first king of Israel? King Saul. And from which tribe King Saul was? Benjamin. So they used to keep the same names for the same tribe in order to avoid confusion between families and tribes. That's why they actually uh, would uh, call this child Zachariah, like his father. So they want to name him Zachariah. Verse 60, his mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. And I'm sure you know Zachariah was mute from the time, and for nine months he was mute. And most probably, he did not share the the name was Elizabeth, unless he wrote it for her. So they were surprised. Why? So, verse 61, But they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. As I told you, they used to keep the names, the same names within the same tribe. So they told her, No one in your tribe, in your family, named by John. Why are you naming him John? So they said, let us go to the dad and ask him. 
verse 2. So they made signs to his father what he would have him called. And he asked for a writing tablet. And he wrote saying, his name is John. Because Archangel Gabriel said to Zachariah, his name will be John. So they all marveled. What kind of tablet was common at the time? It was made of piece of wood covered with a thin coat of wax. And the people used to write with sharp point. So as if they grave on the, on the wax. Why they, they all marveled at giving the same name, not knowing of any communication between Zachariah and Elizabeth, on the, because Elizabeth was mute. But what is the importance of this name? John. John means the compassion of God. The compassion of God. You know the Arabic and the Hebrew are very close to each other because both are Semitic language. John in Arabic, you Hannah. You Elia Yahweh, Jehovah. Hanna Elia Hanan. Hanan Allah. The compassion of God. And actually the fathers reflected on the name of this family, names of this family. The father, his name is Zachariah. Zachariah means God remember. Allah tazakkar, Zachariah. God remembers. Elizabeth means the oath of God or the remember of God. The, the, the promise of God, sorry, the promise of God. So God remembered his promise to have compassion on the people and to redeem them and to save them. So uh, the birth of John was a beginning of a new era, the era of compassion, the era of the love of God. This doesn't mean God before he was not loving, but means that the love of God was manifested to all of us through the salvation of our Lord Jesus Christ that he accomplished on the cross and fulfilled by his resurrection, ascension, and sending the Holy Spirit. So the name of John was important because John is the beginning of the manifestation of how God's compassion is fulfilled through the incarnation of the Son of God. So God remembers Zechariah. He remembered his oath, his promise, his covenant with our forefathers. And he gave us John. The compassion of God was revealed. If you remember the psalm of the first Sunday of Kiyak, in which we prepare ourselves for the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, this Coptic month. The first gospel of the first week, the psalm, and you, O Lord, you will have compassion on Zion, because it is the time of compassion. 
وأنت يا الله ترجع وتترأف على صهيون لأنه وقت الترأف هو In Ezekiel chapter 16 God said to Israel And I passed by you And the time was the time of compassion ومررت بك وإزمن إزمن الحب حسقيال 16 So the time of compassion is the time in which his compassion, his love was revealed to all of us. Verse uh, 64. Immediately after he wrote John, the time of compassion, his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed and he spoke praising God. So Uh, he was enabled in a miraculous way to speak. For nine months, he had been, Zachariah had been mute. And maybe all the relatives, maybe even Elizabeth, they thought he will be permanently mute. He will never speak again. Uh, and he, w- he would never recover. But now actually, Uh, with the birth of John, his mouth was opened. So the people witnessed another miracle. As I told you, the birth of John the Baptist in itself was a miracle because Elizabeth was barren and advanced in age. And now they saw another miracle, how immediately the mouth of Zechariah was uh, opened. That's why in verse 65, then fear came on all who dwelt around them. And all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. When God opened the mouth of Zechariah, what is the first thing he did? He praised God. He praised God. So with true gratitude, Zechariah offered praise to God for the birth of a son and for his restoration to the blessing of speech. So he praised God because God gave him a son and also healed him and now he can speak. The word fear here doesn't mean to be scared or terrified, but means religious reverence, the respect, the awe, religious reverence. So the remarkable circumstances attending the birth of John and the fact is that Zechariah was suddenly restored to speech convinced them that something great was taking place. There is something unusual is taking place here within the family of Zechariah that will not only impact the family of Zechariah but also impact all the covenant people, all Israel, not only the family of Zechariah, but all Israel. So actually, they ask this question in verse 66, and all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, what kind of a child will this be? So there is a question here. There is something different about this this child. 
What kind of the child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. So their question reflects that they expect more amazing works of God will follow in the future. And this child will be involved, will be part of this amazing work of God. Then from verse 67, we, the hymn or the sexology or the praise of Zechariah. Verse 67, now his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying. And I want to bring your attention here, especially tonight is the Eve of Pentecost in which we celebrate the descent of the Holy Spirit on the disciples. And we remember the commandment of St. Paul when he told us, be filled with the Spirit. This family, each single person in this family was filled with the Spirit. John the Baptist, as Archangel Gabriel, said to Zechariah, he will be filled with the Spirit from the womb of his mother. So we have John the Baptist filled with the Spirit. Elizabeth, in the same chapter, when Mary visited Elizabeth, she was filled with the Spirit and spoke and said to Mary, Blessed are you among women. And here we have Zechariah also filled with the Spirit. What a wonderful family. Each single member is filled with the Holy Spirit. And you have John the Baptist even was filled with the Spirit even from the womb of his mother. Uh, so, was filled with the Holy Spirit means he was filled here with a spirit of prophecy. And he will actually prophesy in his uh, zoxology or in his a praise to God. Verse 68. Blessed is the Lord, God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. So, the song of Zechariah begins to provide an answer to the question asked by his friends and relatives. What kind of the child this be? What kind of child will this be? So he starts by answering this question by saying God has visited and redeemed his people. So this song and John the Baptist will be part of the visitation of God and the economy of redemption. And this song here focuses on the Messiah, the Messiah who is to come and to redeem the people. Uh, and how the son of Zechariah, John, will prepare the way for the Messiah who is coming to redeem his people. And this is visitation from God to us. God will visit Zion because it is a time of compassion. So, and Zechariah also 
will be included in the economy of redemption. He, he will be redeemed also with the people of the covenant. St. Mary also is included. That's why in, he, in her praise, he said to, to, uh, to, uh, to Elizabeth, my soul magnifies the Lord, my Savior. She is included in this economy of salvation and redemption. Uh, and it's interesting to notice until this point in chapter 1, we perceive Zechariah in a negative way as one who doubts the word of God through Archangel Gabriel. Uh, and uh, he was punished or disciplined by being mute for nine months. But now, after he spent nine months to be alone with his thoughts, and reflected on what happened and all the prophecies in the Old Testament, he learned a lot during this period of silence. So now the image of Zechariah totally changed. Now who's, as a prophet, he's prophesying about the Messiah, the economy of God, the redemption of Israel, salvation of the whole world. And as I told you, he starts by saying, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel. Zechariah begins with blessing God, the Lord of Israel. Because it is God who has accomplished the great things Zechariah proclaims. It is God who has visited his people, has sent his son to redeem us. So he is worthy and it is meet and right to praise him. Blessed is God, is the Lord God of Israel. And the first thing and the primary thing Zacharias praises God for is that he has visited and redeemed his people. And by the way, redemption and salvation is the grand theme of the Holy Scripture. Where God actually is seeking to redeem. Redeem means to buy back for himself that which was stolen from him and sold into slavery and bondage. We say in every divine liturgy, we were sold because of our sins. So God now is redeeming us, is claiming us back to him. They are my people. They are mine. So he is buying us back. That is the redemption. And the primary means by which God the Father would accomplish this redemption of Israel and all the world was through the Messiah, through his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why after he said, for he has visited and redeemed his people, verse 6, 9, and has raised up a horn of salvation, our Lord Jesus Christ. So how God redeemed and visited us by his Son, how God the Father 
redeemed and visited us through his son. That's why he said, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. He is a descendant of David according to the flesh. So he is a son of God before all ages, but in the fullness of time, he became man from the seed of uh, David through St. Mary. Uh, the word horn, he described it to the Messiah, he is as horn of salvation. The word horn in the scripture is a symbol of strength, power. Uh, like in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 17, in Psalm 75, verse 10, so horn here means power. Uh, and also, the horn can be a reference to a horn that sprout from David, coming from David. So, from David, God sent us horn of salvation, power, strength to save us from our enemies. Verse 70, as I told you, he spent nine months reflecting on the prophecies in the Old Testament. So in verse 70, he said, as he, God, spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets in the older prophecies of the Old Testament, who have been since the world began. So God had told us by his prophet that a mighty salvation should arise to them out of the house of David, by which they should be saved from their enemies. And actually many, many prophecies in the Old Testament. All these horn images fit within the battle imagery that first century Israel Israelites would have had for the coming Messiah. So in the first century, all the Jewish, in their mind, the Messiah is symbolized by a horn. That's why Zechariah used this term, horn of salvation. Verse 71. What is this redemption? What is this salvation? He elaborated in 71. That we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. So this horn of salvation will save us from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. So it is deliverance from enemies. And also this is a theme in the scripture. And all the prophets, when you read and study the major prophets and the older prophets, all of them spoke about uh, salvation from enemies. And this hope and longing was since the world began from the time of Adam and Eve. Do you remember after the fall, what God said to Adam and Eve? He told them, the seed or the offspring of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. And who is our enemy? The serpent, Satan. And the seed of the woman, our Lord Jesus Christ, will crush the head of 
سيت سو اول اسرائيل وير لونجينج فور ذيس مومنت ذا سالفيشن فروم ذير انيميز اند ان ذير مايند the messiah would come to save them from their enemies and the exodus from egypt was like a prototype of the deliverance that israel was looking for as we delivered our forefathers from the land of egypt with a mighty hand in the same way you will deliver us from our enemies but who are our enemies unfortunately in their mind till actually the crucifixion of our lord jesus christ they perceived the enemies are their temporal enemies human being the romans herod these are their enemies but definitely this was not the intent of the scripture either in the old testament or in the new testament all these prophecies in the old testament that god will save israel from his enemies it's not about the romans it's not about human being it's about actually our spiritual enemy who hate us it's satan and all his soldiers so zachariah here is speaking by the spirit of the prophecy he is referring to spiritual enemies spiritual enemies not uh, temporal enemies and this salvation as we read in verse 72 to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant so this salvation is not because we are worthy this salvation not because we earn it no it is a free gift because god loved us because he chose to have mercy upon us he chose to have compassion upon us to perform the mercy that he promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant to all our fathers so this happened in accordance to the mercy that he promised to our fathers this merciful deliverance was promised to all our forefathers of israel and uh, now zachariah is referring to this but by saying holy covenant Abraham uh, sorry Zechariah in his mind has in his mind a certain covenant the covenant with Abraham not any covenant how did we know this because after in 72 he said to remember his holy covenant which covenant verse 73 the oath which he swore to our fathers Abraham, to our father abraham so the covenant with our father abraham in particular uh, 
And you can read actually this covenant in many references in the Old Testament. I just give you some references. Genesis chapter 12, 1 to 3. Genesis 17, 7. Genesis 22, 16 to 18. So these are some references about the covenant. But if you study the covenant between God and Abraham, God told him that he will bless Abraham and Abraham will be a blessing and in the seed of Abraham all the tribes of the earth will be blessed. That's a covenant. So how this covenant goes hand in hand by redemption, salvation, deliverance from our enemies. How can we reconcile these two covenants? God said to Abraham, I will bless you. You will be blessing. And in your seed, all the tribes of the earth, not only Israel, all the tribes of, Israel, of, of the earth will be blessed. And with this promise, God gave him a land of his own in order actually as a down payment of this promise. I will give you the promised land as a down payment for the fulfillment that my promise is true. Uh, so in their mind, in the Israelites' mind, the, the fulfillment of the covenant with Abraham is God to deliver them from the Roman occupation and they will have their own kingdom and they will restore the kingdom of David. That's why when Jesus entered Jerusalem on Hosanna Sunday, they said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed uh, Hosanna, son of David. This is the king of Israel. So they were looking for earthly deliverance from the Roman occupation. They wanted the land to be restored to them. And until now, that is the thinking of Israel. They wanted the land to be restored to them. But the blessing to Abraham, as I explained, was not only for Abraham and his descendant, but it was for all the earth. So how the, all the earth will take this land? Uh, and Abraham, as I told you, will be a blessing to others. So, now we can under, uh, understand the Abrahamic covenant is not just blessing for Abraham and his descendant, but blessing to the whole world. How come? It is through the Messiah, through Jesus Christ, who will save and redeem the whole world. Uh, so, in other way, words, when God said to Abraham, I will bless you, means I will bless you from your descendant, the Messiah would come. And you will be a blessing? Yes. Because 
through the, the seed of Abraham, all of us will be blessed. And when he told him, and in your seed, all the tribes of the earth will be blessed, this was true. All of us Gentiles and Jews, we were blessed through the seed of Abraham. So that is the holy covenant. So Zechariah states that the purpose of Abrahamic covenant is not just to be delivered from the hand of our enemies, the temporal enemies, but also to be delivered from the hand of, not but also, but rather to be delivered from the hand of Satan who hates us. But what is the purpose of all of this? Uh, verse 74, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear. If we are going to be delivered from the hand of Satan, then we will serve him, we worship him from fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. So why God, or when God delivers us from our enemies, from Satan, how this will impact us? Will impact us in three ways. Number one, we'll worship God without fear. Number two, we will worship and serve God in holiness. Number three, we will worship God in righteousness. What does this mean? What is the biggest fear for any one of us? It's after death. Even the atheists. Down deep, they fear from after death. Because they say there is nothing after death. But in their heart, there is no true evidence or valid evidence that there is nothing after this. And for those who believe in afterlife, also the major fear, what would be my destiny? I'm going to go to heaven or not? So this is the major fear. But through the redemption and salvation, believing in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we actually will be serving and worshiping him without this fear. Didn't the Lord Jesus Christ told us, do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? He cast this fear completely from our heart. As St. Paul said in Hebrews, now we have boldness to enter into the holy of the holies through Jesus, through the way that he consecrated for us to heaven. Now, we are not afraid or fearful. If we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are not afraid or fearful. And also, deliverance from our enemies, I'm not a slave of Satan anymore. So, I choose to be holy. And I can live a holy life. 
And now we received the Holy Spirit who sanctifies us. So I will worship God in holiness. And I will conduct my way before Him in holiness. Even when I sin, I have repentance, confession, and communion to wash me and to make me holy and pure again. And the third point in righteousness, not righteousness means to do what's right, not my own personal righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ that he gave me as a free gift. Tomorrow we have some children will be baptized and you will see them dressed in white clothes. This white clothes represent what? The righteousness of Christ that was given to them as a free gift. That's why we have this red rep. We received this righteousness through Christ, through the blood of Christ. So, Jesus Christ came as a human being and he fulfilled the law on my behalf. He fulfilled all the requirement of righteousness that no single person on earth was able to fulfill. Thank you. So now, through him, we receive this righteousness freely by believing in him and walking in his footsteps. So that is the righteousness of Christ. So, to, so what is the purpose of being delivered from our hands? Once we are delivered, we will serve him without fear. We worship him without fear and in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Uh, so the Lord, the Messiah, will deliver us and will bring uh, in a time of peace and prosperity. And because of the peace and prosperity, we will serve him in holiness, righteousness, all the days of our life. And here you can see Zachariah is not interested in simple outward obedience, but obedience that comes from within, inner obedience of the heart, holiness and righteousness. Such worship will involve all aspects of our life. Verse 75 actually conclude the statement of Zechariah about the Messiah. So 75, he finished uh, his testimony about the Messiah. From verse 76 to 79, he speaks about John the Baptist. And then last verse 80, it's a concluded uh, conclusion verse. So verse 76, so now he looked at John and told to him, a new child will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. John, the son of Zechariah, will fulfill the Jewish prophecies and he himself will be called the prophet of the highest. 
he will be the greatest prophet. As the Lord said, John is the greatest among those born of women. And the description that Zechariah gave to John is similar to what he heard from Archangel Gabriel. Archangel Gabriel in verse 15 and 17 from this chapter, he said he will prepare the way before the Lord, before the Messiah. Now he is saying, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. And that's why we call him the forerunner. Forerunner, the one who runs before the Messiah. The forerunner. Then, in the next uh, verses, Zechariah revealed two prophetic tasks for his son, for John the Baptist. What are these two prophetic uh, tasks? Uh, the first one, he will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. So the first prophetic task, to prepare his way. The second one, verse 77, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. So, John will accomplish preparing the way and giving the knowledge of salvation to his people. Uh, John the Baptist came and preached and said, Repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. So he gave the people the true information about the Messiah work, the deliverer work, the deliverance of the Messiah. Uh, Israel was mistaken altogether in the concept of salvation. So they said, that he, he will save us from temporal enemies. Uh, but the ministry of uh, the Messiah was preceded by the ministry of John the Baptist because the concept of salvation was falsified in Israel. That's why he came to correct this concept, to give them the knowledge of salvation. It is not a carnal salvation or a moral salvation. Rather, it is a spiritual salvation from the condemnation that happened on all humanity because of the fall of Adam and Eve. So this salvation will remove this condemnation from us will remove this death from us, will remove this corruption from us. How? Through the forgiveness of their sins. That's why he came, John the Baptist came preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of their sins, by the remission of their sins. Uh, but again, he repeats again, verse 78, why we are granted this salvation. Because we worthy? Because we earn it? No. Verse 78, through the tender mercy of our God. Remember, John means the compassion of God, the tender heart of God. By the tender mercy, through the tender mercy of our God, with which 
that they spring from on high has visited us. So this deliverance was based upon the tender mercy of our God. It's the redemption is a result of God's mercy. Uh, day spring. What the, days, the word day spring means? First, day spring from on high uh, refers to our Lord Jesus Christ because he was the agent of God the Father of redemption. So these tender mercies and redemption was fulfilled through the day spring. Uh, Jesus will bring the mercy of God when he visit and enlighten us who were sitting in darkness and the shadow of this, who sitting in ignorance and in deadly sins. He will guide those uh, who visited through to the peace of God. But the day spring, actually, this verse echo Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 1 to 6. Let us go to Isaiah 9 from 1 to 6. This vision he says nevertheless the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed as when at first he lightly steamed the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee and the Gentile. So, as the first, in the first, the land of Zebulun and Naphtali were disciplined, were punished, were condemned, now they will be honored, they will be uh, redeemed. Verse 2, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of shadow of death upon them a light has shined. That's about the time of Jesus Christ. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. As for you have spoken, have broken the yoke, the yoke of Satan, of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in the blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. Why? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called the Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So, uh, the day spring from on high has visited us. The day spring actually refers to our Lord Jesus Christ. And this, as I told you, echo uh, Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 1 to verse uh, 6.
But people who translated the Bible disagreed about how to translate the word day spring. Some they translated uh, branch. Some translated the light. Some translated the east. حتى بالعربي المشرق من العلاء التي بها افتقدنا المشرق. So المشرق بالعربي has two together the light and the east and the sun that comes from the east. So whether the word translation is the branch or the light or the day spring or the east all these names are referring to Christ who is the son of righteousness who is the branch sprouted from uh, the house of David uh, so God in order to redeem our sins in justice and mercy he sent his son Jesus Christ to visit us in our nature to die for us to redeem us verse 97 which actually the last verse in the zoxology of Zechariah uh, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death. This is what we read in Isaiah chapter 9. To guide our feet into the way of peace. We're sitting in darkness, darkness of ignorance, darkness of sin, shadow of death because we're under the sentence of death. And to guide our feet into the way of peace means to guide our feet into that way which will bring us to peace at last eternal peace and also spiritual peace here. So Jesus Christ came to make peace for us. He's the king of peace by the blood of his cross and by the, the spirit, by the Holy Spirit and by the word of God. He is leading us into the true way to enjoy spiritual peace here on earth. What's the fruit of the spirit? J love, joy, peace and eternal peace in the life after death. The last verse in this chapter, so the child, John the Baptist, grew and became strong in spirit, mature in spirit, and was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. So verse 8 is a concluding paragraph indicating the bodily, mental, spiritual, development of John the Baptist and bringing his life up to the person of his public appearance and the beginning of his ministry uh, to Israel. And where God prepared John the Baptist to his ministry in the desert, a place of solitude. And this was true for many of the great prophets like Moses, God prepared him also in the desert. Uh, Elijah, the same way. And uh, John the Baptist, one of his titles, he is a voice of one crying in the wilderness. 
And because he's the voice of one crying in the wilderness, so God prepared him in the wilderness and he became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel, the day that started his ministry. This concludes our Bible study tonight. Uh, in few minutes, actually quickly, I will give summary in Arabic for those who like to listen. الإصحاح ده احنا في آخر جزء فيه كنا اتكلمنا على بشارة الملاك لزكريا وبعدين بشارة الملاك العذراء وبعدين زيارة العذراء لأليصابات آخر جزء اللي هو ملات يوحنا المعمدان يبتدي بآية 57 يقول وأما أليصابات فتم زمانها لتالت فولدت ابنا قطت التسعة أشهر العذراء كانت سابتها خلاص بعد ما عادت معها لغاية قبل ما قبل الولادة لكن سابتها علشان بقى في ضيوف كتير جايين العذراء عايزة تبعد عن كل الزحمة دي والهزري وسمع جيرانها وأقربائها أن الرب عظم رحمته لها ففرحوا معها طبعا ميلاد يوحنا المعمدان ده معجزة ميلاد معجزة لأن الإصابات كانت عاقر وأيضا كانت متقدمة في الأيام ففي مشكلتين هنا مش كده ميلاد يوحنا المعمدان ده كان رحمة من ربنا رحمة عظيمة من ربنا أن رب عظم رحمته لها ففرحوا معها فرحوا لأن ربنا تحنن عليها وأعطاها ابن لأن كان زمان في العهد القديم لو واحدة ما بتخلفش ربما تكون مش هيجي من نسلها المسيح فكان يعتبر عار بالنسبة لها وكان التقليد أن في اليوم الثامن يختنوا العيل ويسموه في اليوم الثامن والختان ده كان رمز أن يدخله في عهد مع الله ورمز أنه يبقى من عيلة ربنا فكان الختان ده طقس كبير ويعملوا له حفلة ويجيبوا كل الناس عشان يحتروا الختان ففي اليوم الثامن جم يختنوا الصبي وسموه باسم أبي زكريا طب ليه سموه باسم أبي زكريا كان الأنساب مهمة جدا في العهد القديم عشان يعرفوا المسيا ده جاي من أنه عيلة جاي من أنه سبت وعشان الأصباط ما تتدخلش مع بعض كانوا يحتفظوا بالاسم بنفس الأسماء لنفس الأصباط زي مثلا بولس الرسول كان اسمه إيه شاول وبولس كان من سبت مين بنيامين وأول ملك في إسرائيل كان اسمه إيه شاول وكان من سبت مين بنيامين يبقى إذا اسم شاول ده اسم لسبت بنياني عشان كده قالوا احنا هنسمي الطفل ده زكريا زي اسم ابوه فامه قالت لهم لا بل يسمى يوحنا فاستغربوا فقالوا لها ليس احد في عاشرتك تسمى بهذا الاسم تسميه يوحنا منين السبت بتاعكوا ده ما فيهوش اسم يوحنا جبت منين الاسم ده قالوا طب نسال بابا وبابا كان أخرس من وقت بشارة الملاك فجابوا له لوح الألواح وقتها كان حتة خشب كده وعليها شمع وبيحفر عليه فرح كتب اسم يوحنا فتعجب الجميع وطبعا يوحنا ده الاسم خده من الملاك قال له أليصابات هتحبل ابنه وتسميه يوحنا ربما أليصابات وزكريا ما تكلموش ربما ما قالهاش على الاسم يعني فيش حاجة في كتاب مقدس لين قال على الاسم فهي قالت يوحنا من نفسها وهو قال يوحنا ليه الاسم ده مهم يوحنا معناها حنان الله حنان الله زكريا معناها الله تذكر الاصابات معناها وعد الله او قسم الله فهنا الله تذكر وعده بخلاص بني اسرائيل 
وهذا هو وقت الحب وقت الحنان مررت بك وإزامن إجزامن الحب زي ما نقرأ في حسقيال 16 وزي ما قلت لكم المزمور بتاع أول حد في كه وأنت يا رب ترجع وتتراقف على صهيون لأنه وقت التراقف هو فهنا عايز يقول أن الخلاص اللي جاي ده ده مش لأن احنا نستحقه ولا احنا يعني وركت هارت فوري لأ الخلاص ده عطية مجانية من الله لأن الله أحبنا والله تحنن علينا ده اسم يوحنا وفي الحال انفتح فمه فم فم زكريا ولسانه وتكلم وبارك الله ربما كان كلهم متوقعين ان هو خلاص يبقى اخرس للنهايه فبرضه ان فجاه كده لسانه يتفتح ويتكلم ده كان معجزه واول ما اتكلم الحاجه الجميله اول ما فتح بقه بارك ربنا فوقع خوف خوف معنى يعني احترام للرب مهابه ربنا هابوا ربنا على كل جيرانهم وتحدث بهذه الامور جميع في جبال اليهوديه سمعتوا الاصابات الست العجوز دي بعد ما كانت عاقر جابت طفل ده زكريا بعد ما كان صامت لمده تسعة اشهر ابتدى يتكلم الطفل ده طفل عجيب يا ترى هيكون ايه نوع الطفل ده ده الملاك ظهر لزكريا قال له على الطفل ده يكون عظيما هيتقدم امام العلي هو فعلا المسيح جه ابتدوا يتكلموا على الامور دي يعني يقول لك فاودعها جميع السامعين في قلوبهم قائلين اترى ماذا يكون هذا الصبي وكانت يد الرب معه وامتلا زكريا ابوه من الروح القدس وتنبا قائلا الاصابات لما زارتها العذراء امتلات من الروح القدس وقالت مباركه انت في النساء يوحنا المعمدان امتلأ من الروح القدس من بطن امه، عيلة جميلة. الأب، الأم، الابن كلهم امتلأوا من الروح القدس. احنا بكرة عندنا عيد الروح القدس وبولس الرسول امتلأوا من الروح. هل كلنا ممتلئين من الروح؟ زي العيلة الجميلة دي عيلة زكريا وإليصابات ويوحنا. أول ما اتكلم زكريا المبارك الرب إله إسرائيل. هو بقى بعين النبوة زكريا عرف ان يوحنا المعمدان ده جاي عشان يعد الطريق امام المسيح امام المخلص اللي الناس كانت منتظراه من ايام ادم لما قال ناس المرأة يصحق رأس الحية ده الوقت اللي جه يوحنا ده بقى هو السابق هو اللي هيعد الطريق مش كده قال مبارك الرب اله اسرائيل لانه افتقد وصنع فداء لشعبه صنع فداء لشعبه. يعني ايه كلمه فداء؟ فداء يعني ايه؟ احنا في اللغه العاميه يعني مثلا لو وقعت كوبايه ميه نقول له فداك. لو كوبايه اتكسرت مثلا نقول له فداك. فالفداء ان انت بتضحي بحاجه علشان تخلص حاجه ثانيه. فبتقول له خدت يعني انا بقولش كلام صح ولا غلط، خدت الشر وراحت. يعني الكوبايه اللي اتكسرت دي فادتك. خدت الشر وراح فهي فكرة الفداء ان انت بتضحي بحاجة عشان تنقذ حاجة تانية فالفداء هنا ان ربنا الله الاب بذل ابنه الوحيد والابن الوحيد قابل ان هو يبذل نفسه على عود الصليب بالمشورة الثالوثية علشان يخلص نحن ده كلمة الفداء فالله افتقد وصنع فداء لشعبه 
لأن إحنا كنا مبيعين بسبب خطايانا فجي سيد المسيح يفدينا وياخدنا تاني له ونبقى أولاده نبقى شعبه نبقى خاصته نبقى في المسيح نبقى جسده ودمه وأقام لنا قرن خلاص طب إزاي الله الآب افتقد وصنع فداء عن طريق ابنه هكذا أحب الله العالم حتى بذل بذل هو الفداء بذل ابنه فأقام قرن خلاص قرن يعني قوة فالمسيح القوي الذي بموته هزم قوة الشيطان يوم الجمعة العظيمة في لحن أمونجانيس نقول جملة رائعة قوي نقول قدوس القوي الذي أظهر بالضعف ما هو أعظم من القوة بضعف على الصليب أظهر ما هو أعظم من القوة ربط الشيطان وقيده وحررنا مش كده المسيح هو قرن الخلاص بتاعنا في بيت داود فتاة لأنه هو جيم النسل داود كما تكلم بفم أنبيائه القديسين الذين هم من ضده ربنا تكلم ووعدنا من أيام آدم النسل المرأة تصحق رئيس الحية أشعية دانيال حسقيال داود سليمان كل الأنبياء اتكلموا على الفداء قرن الخلاص اللي هيجوا يخلصنا جه يخلصنا من أعدائنا من أعدائنا هم كانوا فاهمين الرومان ويرجع لهم مملكة داود الأرضية إنما المسيح قال مملكتي ليست من هذا العالم العدو الحقيقي هو الشيطان فجي المسيح ليخلصنا من يد الشيطان ومن أيدي جميع مبغضينا هو مين اللي بيكرهنا الشيطان مين اللي مش عايز خلصنا هو الشيطان فجي المسيح عشان يخلصنا من أيدي أعدائنا من أيدي جميع مبغضينا ومن أعدائنا بيؤكد للمرة التانية ان المسيح جه مش لان احنا نستحق مش لان احنا جهدنا فاخدنا الخلاص ده بجهدنا لا ده رحمة الرحمة هي عطية مجانية تعطى ليس بناء على استحقاقنا ولكن بناء على محبة الله المعطي ليصنع رحمة مع ابائنا ويذكر عهده المقدس أنه عهد بقى قال لك مش أي عهد ده القسم الذي حلف لإبراهيم أبينا إيه العهد اللي ربنا قال له لإبراهيم قال له أباركك وتكون بركة وفي نسلك تتبارك جميع قبائل الأرض أباركك طب ربنا بارك إبراهيم باركه إزاي إيه البركة إن خلى من نسله يجي المسيح فاكرين لما يعقوب خدع باباه وخد البركة قالوا عيسو صرخ صرخة مرة قال له ألاك بركة واحدة يا أبي طب نقول له هي لو البركة مثلا خير كتير وأكل كتير وفلوس كتير طب ما يباركوا برضه لكن هي فعلا بركة واحدة البركة الواحدة دي إن يأتي من نسله المسيح فهي بركة واحدة فلما ربنا قال لإبراهيم أباركك إنه من نسلك يجي المسيح وتكون بركة لأن إبراهيم بقى بركة للعالم كله ما بقاش بركة بس لولاده مش كده قال له وفي نسلك في المسيح تتبارك كل قبائل الأرض اليهود والأمم فهو ده الوعد 
اللي ربنا تممه بمجيء أو ابنه يسوع المسيح طيب ربنا ليه خلصنا عشان يعطينا أننا بلا خوف نعبده بقداسة وبر قدامه جميع أيام حياتنا لما ينقذنا من أيد أعدائنا منقذين من أيد أعدائنا اللي هم الشيطان إيه أكتر حاجة بتخوفنا الأبدية هنروح فين جهنم ولا السماء خلاص أنا النهاردة مش في مملكة الشيطان أنا النهاردة في مملكة المسيح أنا النهاردة ابن وإن كنا أبناء فنحن ورثة وورثونا مع المسيح بإمراسي هو ملكوت السماوات لا تخف أيها قطيع الصغير لأن أباكم قد صر أن يعطيكم الملكوت فأنا بإيماني في المسيح وثباتي في المسيح أنا مش خايف بلا خوف نعبده بقداسة أنا مش تحت سلطان الشيطان أنا ممتلئ من الروح القدس الذي يقدسني فأعبده بقداسة وببر ليس بر الشخص ولكن بر المسيح المسيح في تجسده تمم كل بر الناموس ينبغي يليق بنا أن نكمل كل بر فتمم كل بر الناموس فأنا النهاردة ولا واحد فينا يقدر يتمم بر الناموس لكن في المسيح أكأني أنا تممت بر الناموس لما بتحد بالمسيح من خلال أسرار الكنيسة يبقى في المسيح أنا تممت كل بر الناموس فأنا بعبده بقداسة وبره بلا خوف كل أيام حياته بعد كده وجه كلامه اللي يوحنا قال له أنت أيها الصبي نبي العلي تدعى أنت أكشري هو أعظم الأنبياء بنقول في لحن أوران نشوشو اللي هو اسمه فخر إنه هو اسمك نقول له أنت أعظم من الأنبياء وأجل من رؤساء الأباء أنت أيها الصبي نبي العلي تدعى بعدين يتكلم على حاجتين في خدمة يوحنا المعمدان تتقدم أمام وجه الرب لتعد طرق يبقى هيجي أمام المسيح عشان نسميه السابق ابتدى يخدم ست أشهر قبل المسيح عشان يعد الطريق بالتوبة توبوا لأنه قد اقترب ملكوت السموات دي كانت الكرازة يوحنا المعمدان وأيضا ليعطي شعبه معرفة الخلاص الخلاص بقى مش من الرومان لكن الخلاص من الشيطان إزاي؟ بمغفرة خطاياهم عشان هو جه يكرز بمعمودية التوبة لمغفرة الخطايا عايز لهم إذا أنت خلاص من أعدائكم الشيطان الخلاص الحقيقي ليس خلاص من أيد الرومان ولكن خلاص من الشيطان بالتوبة وبمغفرة الخطايا من خلال صديب المسيح كل ده اتعمل ليه بأحشاء رحمة إلهنا أحشاء رحمة إلهنا كل ده تحنن ربنا علينا الذي بها افتقدنا الله الآب افتقدنا إزاي عن طريق المشرق من العلاء إن هو يسوع المسيح ابنه الذي أشرق علينا من العلاء وزي ما قلت لكم الكلمة دي أحيانا في اختلاف حوالين ترجمة هي المشرق ولا البرانش الفرع أو الغصن أو التي تيجي بمعنى الشرق ولا تيجي بمعنى النور سواء بمعنى الغصن أو الشرق أو المشرق أو النور كلها بترمز إلى المسيح اللي هو الغصن الذي جاء من سبت يهوذا قبل المسيح كنا جالسين في الظلمة ظلمة الجهل ظلمة الخطية 
وايضا ظلال الموت لان كان محكوم علينا بالموت كلنا موتا تموت وحكم الموت والموت الذي داخل الى العالم بحسب ابليس فجه عشان ينور حياتنا احنا اللي في الظلمه ويرفع عننا حكم الموت عشان يهدي طريقنا بالروح القدس اللي ساكن فينا وبكلمه ربنا في طريق السلام فنقتني السلام الروح على الارض ثمر الروح محبه فرح سلام فنعيش في سلام على الارض سلامي انا اعطيكم سلامي اترك لكم كما ليس كما يعطي العالم اعطيكم وفي الحياه الابديه نعيش في سلام ابدي مع الله ودي كده تخلص تسبحه زكريا وبعدين اخر ايه يقول واما الصبي يوحنا المعمدان كان ينمو ويتقوى بالروح يا ترى احنا اولادنا بننميهم ونغذيهم بغذاء جسد بس ولا بالروح ايضا كان ينمو وتقوى بالروح وكان في البراري الى يوم الظهور الاسري ربنا اعده في البريه لانه صوت صارخ في البريه صوت صارخ في البريه اعده طريق الرب ده ينهي البايبل الصادي بتاعتنا النهارده انا طولت عليكم معلش لالهنا المجد الدائم الى الابد امين